for Christmas? What is at the top of the list? You got that in your mind? Maybe it's that Red Ryder BB gun. Maybe that's what it is. On three, I want you to say it, okay? One, two, three. Nobody wants anything for Christmas? Huh? Okay, well, I guess you can dismiss the kids' worship with Mr. Adam and Miss Katie. Y'all are being shy. Kids, kindergarten through fifth. Dismiss the kids' worship. I asked them that question last week, and they had lots to say. And uh, Wyatt Gurley, I was sharing with his mom after the first service. He is a man after my own heart. Last year, we were going around the room asking, what do you want for Christmas? And they were saying, you know, baby dolls and video games and so on and so forth. And got to Wyatt, he said, I want a shotgun, right? He's a, he's a man after my own heart. This year I asked, and we got to Wyatt, and he said, I want a four-wheeler, right? He's, he's a good old Madison County boy. I like that. Good stuff, good stuff. You know, we think about recapturing the joy of Christmas. Ralphie had lots of buildup, right? He wrote a letter to Santa that his teacher told him he was going to what? You're going to what? Shoot your eye out. And then he finally got to go visit Santa and couldn't remember what it was. And then last second, you know, he shared with him what he wanted. And what did Santa say? And then his mom, of course, was constantly saying, and she even said it when he was getting ready to go and shoot his new Red Ryder BB gun, you're going to what? Shoot your eye out, right? Some of us don't even know the, the name of that actual movie. We just know it as shoot your eye out, right? And so all this build up, and then he shoots almost his eye out and breaks his glasses. And um, thank goodness he didn't shoot his eye out. And it's big build up, and then there was a huge letdown, right? And so sometimes at Christmas time, we have this big build up for what's to come. December the 25th, some of us started even before Thanksgiving. I know some people that put their Christmas tree up Halloween ready for the big day, right? And so then December the 25th, we're excited with anticipation, and then, wait a minute, what happened? It was kind of like, you know, after all those years of the Braves not winning the World Series, and then they finally win it, we go, is that all there is to it? 25 years later, is that what it feels like? Maybe that won't be the case when the Bulldogs win the national championship. But recapturing the joy of Christmas. If you think about as we start this sermon series, to recapture something means you have to once again capture it, something that you had lost. And so over the past couple of years, really, it's been kind of crazy, right? What's going on in our world with COVID and politics and the changes that that are happening so fast all around us. Maybe that's the big picture, and even in our small little worlds, some of us have been affected just directly from so much going on around us. Maybe you've lost loved ones that have went on to be with the Lord. Maybe you've had some things happen in your life and in your family's life that you can't explain, and sometimes, and many times, those things cause us to lose our joy. And so as we begin this series, we're going to take a look at where we find true joy, and it's in Christ Jesus during this Christmas season. So if you take your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 2, 
a very familiar scripture, Luke's gospel, the announcement of Christ's birth. We know at the beginning of Luke chapter 2, we see where Jesus is born, where the Savior enters into the world. Mary gives birth to our Savior, Jesus Christ. But then in verse 8, the announcement of the Messiah's coming to the earth to those shepherds by the angels. I can so relate to this message today that the shepherds received. Ordinary people that God shared an extraordinary announcement with that the Savior had been born. In verse 8, it says, In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today, a Savior, who is Messiah the Lord, was born for you in the city of David. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in cloth and lying in a feeding trough. Suddenly... There was a multitude of heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the feeding trough. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all of these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard, just as they had been told. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that we have the account here that over 2,000 years ago, you sent your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to the world. God, we thank you for that greatest gift, the one we will find joy in eternal. Lord, we pray that the Holy Spirit would move in hearts and lives in a powerful way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. This is an introductory message to the series, Recapturing the Joy of Christmas. Today's message may have an alternate title that I would refer to as Antidotes for Anxiety During the Holidays. You know, we have a lot going on in our lives. Now that we've sort of gotten back to normal, here we are with the demands of our everyday lives throughout the whole year, and now we throw in Thanksgiving and Christmas and all of the things that we do with our families. Wonderful times where joy can be found, but also can be stressful, can be a time of uh, where your energy is, is gone, and we can easily lose sight of what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. And so I want to remind you today that we can recapture the joy of Christmas, and it's an easy answer. It's found in Christ. Now, we're introduced here to the shepherds, and I love that God chose ordinary people, just like you and me, to announce the coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. 
And so I can't imagine what they felt like when all of a sudden, many of them having been shepherds practically their whole life, old enough to hold a shepherd's staff, old enough to go with their dad or their brother or their grandfather to go and help take care of the sheep. We know, to, know that even when David was anointed, Samuel asked Jesse, where is your other son? And little David, the shepherd boy, was tending the sheep. And so imagine now for a second with me, put yourself in the shoes of those shepherds and imagine what it must have been like on an ordinary night when the quietness, the darkness, trying to keep the sheep corralled, making sure one eye open while they possibly were catching a nap. And then all of a sudden, here comes the heavenly host of the glory of God all over the place that they were announcing the arrival of Jesus, the Savior of the world, the Messiah who had come. Now, we uh, like to picture it as, oh, I'm sure that was angelic, that was powerful, that was amazing, that was wonderful. I'm sure they were awestruck by the fact that this was being announced to them out in the middle of this field. But let's be honest. Don't you know that they were afraid? Scriptures tell us that they were terrified. And so I would like to use the term, and the way that we're going to recapture the joy of Christmas means that we're going to be awestruck once again by the Savior. Now, some of us were saved when we were children. Some of us today need to come to know Jesus as Savior. But I want you to think back how you felt when you realized for the very first time that you needed Jesus and you experienced him in an amazing way when you trusted him as Savior for the very first time and understood what he had done for you. Awestruck, amazed at what Christ had done and could do for you. Now, think about it like this. Recently, we had the opportunity to go to Dollywood. Anybody, anybody ever been to Dollywood before? I, I'd heard that Dollywood was amazing at Christmas. They have it decorated for Christmas, and that's very true. We were able to experience that. And it was cold, and you, and you had Christmas music playing and Christmas shows, and everything was just all about Christmas. If you weren't in the Christmas spirit, then when you went to Dollywood, you are now in the Christmas spirit. So there's a commercial for Dollywood. But we were getting ready to leave for the day, and, and we were walking out, and there was this humongous Christmas tree, as high as probably the, the inside of this building. And so, of course, my wife, she always wants us to get a family photo somewhere, and thank God that she does this, because there wouldn't be any pictures of me or the children if it wasn't for her. Right, ladies? Somebody has to initiate that. And so it's difficult, even with teenagers and little ones, to kind of get them, all right, stand up straight, smile. You know, nobody else has that problem, right? And so we're trying to take this family photo, and we finally get one in front of this humongous Christmas tree, and then all of a sudden, this amazing thing begins to happen. The lights on the tree begin to twirl around the tree, and it's amazing the things that we're seeing here before us. And so we're backing up, like, wow, is this for us, you know? because we were standing here 
taking a Christmas photo in front of the tree. And then all of a sudden this bear comes inside the tree. You see this shadow of a bear and, and music's playing. And then Dolly begins to speak. And I'm like, she's going to come out right now just for us. And, it, and we're just, wow, this is, we're all struck by what's happening. We're, we're in Christmas. This is what Christmas is all about. And so all of a sudden, we're watching, experiencing this, and then, you're not going to believe it. Some of you probably have experienced this before. Snow started to fall, just like out of a Hallmark movie, guys. You know, we, that's how it always happens in a Hallmark movie. Snow begins to fall. And we're like, wow, this is amazing. Christmas has come, and we're here when it happened, you know? Is it, has anybody ever experienced this? Anybody? Or is this just me? Maybe it was just for us. I don't know. And we're like, this is, we were all struck by this. And so I started to think, I wonder how the shepherds felt when Christ showed up unexpectedly to them, right? And here he was. And I want us to think about, are we still captivated by the presence of the Lord? Are we awestruck by the Savior? Did it change our lives, as we'll see here in the lives of the shepherd? When we experienced Christ, did it change our lives forever so that we found that eternal joy in Him? We were all struck by Him. Now, that is what we like to picture what happened with the shepherds, but here's probably what happened. Guys, do you like to... I'm going to talk to the guys for a second. Do you, do you ever have those... Uh, accidental naps that happen? Are you, Matt's with me. A am I the only accidental nap guy? Okay, Mr. Chris, I've seen him do this. I mean, I can be sitting straight up in a chair and just get still for a minute, comfortable, and, oh, I mean, mouth open, right? And no kidding, every time, stop laughing, Scarlett. You know what I'm about to say. Now, when mama takes a nap, when the wife takes a nap, y'all leave her alone now. Mama's tired. We got to let her take a nap. Just let her, let her be quiet. Give her some time to take a nap. She needs a rest. But if dad takes a nap, if husband takes a nap, the whole world comes apart, right? And so I'm in, I'm, you're just enjoying that nap. Mouth open, sitting straight up. Are you with me? You with me? And it never fails. Somebody's going to slam a door turn the television up really loud, and whoa, what's going on around here? The other night I was taking a nap. We were decorating the Christmas tree. Again, an accidental nap. It was great. Next thing I wake up, there's a tower of pillows on top of me. Had no idea. I was like, what is going on here? And they're standing there going, <laughs> Danny went to sleep. Danny went to sleep. And so you're like waking up, what in the world's going on? Is the world coming to an end? The other night, a clothes basket hit the ground, and boom! I said, somebody's got a gun! Wake up! And so I'm sure that's how the shepherds really felt when Christ showed up on the scene. They were terrified. But thank goodness for the angel who said, in verse 10, but the angel said to them, don't be afraid. For look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today, a Savior who is Messiah the Lord, and I love this. Notice this translation here. Was born for you in the city of David. 
Isn't it good news today to know that Jesus was born not for rich people, not for a certain group of people, not for powerful people, not for beautiful people, people with a lot of money, whatever. It was, Jesus was born for you and for me. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in cloth and lying in a feeding trough. And suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, imagine that heavenly choir. Our praise team does such an amazing job week in and week out leading us in worship. It's our opportunity to join in and be awestruck by the opportunity to worship the Savior Jesus Christ. Imagine what it was like to hear that heavenly host saying glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. Do you desire that peace on earth today? You know, there's a lot of unrest in a lost and sinful and fallen world. Would you agree with that with me this morning? But the peace on earth that we're going to find is not going to come in the form of a peace treaty. It's not going to come in the form of a bill that's signed into law. It's going to come in the form of Jesus Christ, the Savior. That's the only peace that we're going to find on this earth, and it's through Him. That's what it means to recapture joy. So, second thing this morning... How are we going to react to this? We're going to have to take action to seek and share the Savior. Here's the opportunity for the shepherds, as we'll see, for them to take action. It's the opportunity for us to take action. If Jesus Christ has changed our lives, it's time for us to continue. If we haven't started, we need to take action. In seeking him and sharing him in this world. You know, if we're anxious this time of year or any time throughout the year, I don't know about you, but 2021 has flown by. If you're anxious, if you, you can't find peace in your life, then take the steps, take the action towards seeking Christ. And I promise you that's going to change. And I'm, I'm preaching, you guys know me. My wife, she's an encourager. She's, she's always looking at the bright side. And I'm always like, man, is it going to get any better? But if you're like me, take action. Take the steps towards seeking Christ. And I promise you the, that anxiety and that depression and that, that's just causing you for your, Satan uses it to steal your joy. That's going to change. And you can find peace on earth. So this was the opportunity for the shepherds to take action. One way or the other, there were steps that were going to be taken towards Christ or not. Look at what happened in verse 15. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened which the Lord has made known to us. Now, it says the shepherds, it could have been all of them. But I don't, I, I don't want to be one of those shepherds that stands on the sidelines and says, hey, you guys go ahead and see Jesus. I'll stay back here and watch the sheep. And then we just kind of sit in our pity party or our 
pride or whatever it is that's holding us back from truly being awestruck by the Savior, why not go and seek the child, the Christ, the Messiah? We have that opportunity. Isn't that good news? We even know that when the, I'm sorry, when the angels were talking about this good news of great joy, the Greek is ooh, that's for good, and angelion, which means message. There was a good, a great message that they had heard and they wanted to go and see what it was all about. I hope that when we come into this place, we are here seeking Christ and ready to experience him afresh and anew like we have never before through the power of the Holy Spirit when we're here in this place. And so they went straight to Bethlehem to see what had happened, which the Lord had made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the feeding trough. And after seeing them, so here's where they finally saw Jesus for the very first time. The, the, the shepherds had an opportunity like none other at this point. For application to what had just happened to them. We have an opportunity like never before when we witness Christ, when Christ changes our life and we experience Him. We have an opportunity like never before to carry the good news, this message of Christ to a lost and hurting and dying world. And so this was their opportunity, application. And notice what it says here. In verse 17, after seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child. The good news, the greatest news that we'll ever hear. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. See, some of us will stop at seeking Christ and not share the good news of Christ. And so... Some of you know my heritage, you know about my upbringing. I've been so blessed in my upbringing with my parents, godly people who are continuing even today to serve the Lord uh, at, at retirement age. They're still serving God and, and being salt and light. But when I was growing up, my dad was always very intentional about sharing the gospel. In fact, I can remember being with him on a hunting trip or just coming back from ball practice or, or on the way home from school and stopping at a convenience store to get gas or just to get a Coke or whatever. And, and he intentionally start a, a conversation with a total stranger and then lead him, lead that person to the Lord. And so I've always had the opportunity to experience that. And I can even remember as a kid going, is he crazy? But he was, he was doing the right thing. And that was the example I got to follow. So as I've grown up into an adult, I always look for the opportunities. It's like a part of my DNA now, and I hope it is yours, to share Christ with people, whether it be family, whether it be friends, whether it be total strangers. And so how many of you here in Madison County have Internet problems? Some of you that are watching online right now, I hope you're getting a good clear signal. Anybody have internet problems around here? I mean, you know, it's the world we live in. We have to use it. And so 
you know, the internet problem that I had at my house, I had to call a technician. Anytime a technician comes out, you're like, yes, finally, somebody's going to come out here and make this right. And so I actually had two technicians come out. The one came out the day before. I kind of got him off the side of the road. And I said, hey, come over here and see if you know what's going on. And it was kind of out of his scope of work. But he was very gracious and did all that he could do to keep us going. And I, I appreciate that. I had the opportunity to share Christ with him. He was a believer. And we talked about, about that. The next day, I had another technician come out. And this guy was amazing. Gifted in what he was good at that I'm not good at and totally fixed our problem. I mean, it just was amazing. I mean, he knew all of the, tech, the terms and the technology, and I'm, I said, I'm not trying to be nosy. I'm just thinking I might learn something by watching you. I mean, this guy was on it. And so the whole time I'm trying to talk to him about his family and about his upbringing and where he grew up and where does he live and, and, and getting to know him a little bit. And so... We get ready to leave, and he's explained everything he's done, and we're now up and running like we should be. And he said, Mr. Smith, do you have any other questions for me? And I said, yes, thank you, Lord. This is it. Boom. Time to, time to capitalize. Time to ask him that question. And I said, well, yes, sir. I got a question for you. Do you go to church anywhere? He goes, well, I used to go to church. And I said, well, better yet. Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? And I thought, here it is. God opened the door. I'm going to have the opportunity to lead this man to the Lord right here in my driveway. He looked at me, turned. He was busy putting things in his van. He turned and looked me right in the eye. And he said, sir, this is not the place to have this conversation. This is a professional environment. And I'd rather not talk about that right now. I said, yes, sir, I can respect that. I just wanted you to know the best news in the whole wide world. And that was the end of what I thought was going to be an opportunity to lead a man to the Lord. You thought, wait a minute, that's not how that's supposed to end, Pastor Ben. And I encourage you with this. There's going to be times when you, you know, we see what happened to the shepherds here. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. So I'm down and out. I'm like, wait a minute, this hadn't happened to me in a long time. You start getting prideful, right? You start, start shining your own halo and thinking a lot of yourself. Well, I cannot believe. You, God, I thought you'd open the door. When he asked, do you have any other questions? Yeah. And then, boom, he shut the door. That, that, that young man shut the door. And so I come back in the house. I was talking to Joni, my wife, and I said, you're not going to believe what just happened. I mean, I was devastated. I'm thinking, this young man, I won't probably ever see him again. You know, they send somebody different every time you got something. And so you won't see this. I won't ever see him again. And he's lost in his, in his sins, and he, he may not ever come to know the Lord. And she said something, as she always does, to encourage me. She said, well, you know what? You did the right thing, and God's going to honor it. You've planted the seed, and the Lord's going to water it. I'm like, I guess you're right. And so as I read these scriptures here, I was encouraged by the fact that all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said. Even though he was not receptive that day to receiving the gospel, maybe his day's going to come 
sooner than later. And as soon as he said that and we finished that conversation, he went back into professional mode and he was just as nice and as everything and, we, and he left. And so what do we do with this? What do we do with this message of the good news? Well, for some of us, if we, if we were to dare to step out and share it and be shut down like that, we would be done forever in sharing the good news of Christ. No! This morning, if you're a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ, we like to complain about what's going on in the world around us. And you notice even 2,000 years ago, there wasn't room for the Savior. He was born in a, in a feeding trough. Well, if you've been changed by the good news of Jesus Christ today, then we need to be shouting from the rooftops that Jesus Christ can change the world. That there's eternal joy found in the Lord. So we can be like the shepherds. Isn't it something? You know, we like to talk about evangelists and people that go and you see like... Pastor Billy Graham, amazing. I just look up to him so much where thousands, millions of people have come to know the Lord through his ministry. But the ministry of evangelism started with ordinary people like the shepherds that may have been reject in the society that, in which they live. But ordinary people God used to do extraordinary things to what? Be the first evangelist to share the good news of Jesus Christ in a lost and dying world. We can do it too. Amen. So it's time to take action. And then what were we created to do? You know, recapturing the joy of Christmas means that we're going to once again have genuine adoration for the Savior. Notice what happened here. We're going to be talking more about Mary and all that she experienced in the weeks to come. In verse 17, it says, I'm sorry, 19, but Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. And then in verse 20, wherever God's placed you, this is what we can do if we're a believer. The shepherds, you can say the teacher, or the doctor, or the nurse, or the factory worker, or the pastor, or the kid in school, returned glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard just as they had been told. If you've lost the joy in your life, then recapture it by worshiping Jesus. That's pretty simple, isn't it? getting our minds off of ourselves and then doing what we were created to do and that is to glorify and praise the Savior. You know what? That's really all that matters, right? We get so caught up in so many things that are important, we think, and so many things that are of, of temporal significance when we lose sight of what's most important, the eternal things. The things of Christ. So have a genuine adoration for the Savior. I like to illustrate it like this. Y'all know my heart's up there with all those kids. And we need visuals, right? How many of you are visual learners? I'm a visual learner. I have to see it to understand it. 
got a few props here that represent some things. This jar represents us, our lives, so many things that can fill our lives, right? Good things, important things, bad things, temporary things, eternal things. But we've been given life by our Creator, and our lives can easily be filled up with big things, medium-sized things that we think, man, you know, this is, I got to take care of that. And then a lot of little things too, right? And so before you know it, things that aren't illegal, things that aren't ungodly, things that aren't sinful, we have the responsibilities of the home or the responsibilities of, of school, responsibilities of a job, whatever it might be. And before you know it, our lives can, look at this, be full of a lot of things. Are you with me today? Is anybody's life full? I like to talk in my life about, I have to constantly ask God to help me. Lord, find margin in my life so I don't miss spending time with you, so I don't miss sharing you, so I don't miss the presence of the Lord when I'm worshiping you in this place, outside of this place. Paul refers to it as our lives being a sacrifice, a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing unto God, which is our reasonable act of worship. So all of who we are, not just putting Christ in its own little compartment where we might bring him out on Sunday or Wednesday or when we need him. And so then our, when, we, when we go through life and we're like, man, I, I'm down and out. I've lost my joy. How do I recapture it? Well, I don't know about you, but is that going to fit? Is there any room left for the things of God, for God in my life? Or am I too busy? Am I too involved? Am I missing walking slowly through a crowd where I might have the opportunity to share the greatest news ever? The good news of Jesus Christ. And so thank God we don't have to, even though we many times have our schedules so packed with so many things that we... We don't have, we just have a little space. Okay, well, there's, that's where I'm going to put my God box, right there, my leftovers. When Jesus is saying, I didn't come for the leftovers, I came to give you life and give it in abundance. I want to cover you with the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to fill you up to overflowing so that you can be what you were created to be, and that is to glorify and praise God with all of who you are. And God wants to be involved in your life, not compartmentalized to something on a shelf. So I encourage you today, do you feel empty? Do you feel like you're overwhelmed? There's no room left, or maybe, you, maybe you've just lost your joy. 
You need to rekindle that. Well, Jesus came so that you could be involved in that, so that you could experience that, so that you could enjoy Him, and He could enjoy you. Isn't that what life's all about? That's what it means to recapture the joy of the Lord, not just during Christmas, but all year round until we take our last breath. I don't know about you, but I want to take as many people to heaven with me as I can. Do you have a burden for lost people today? Or are we too busy to even care? How will you respond today? Do you know Jesus? You've been trying to find joy in the things of this world and you once again come away empty? Well, there's nothing else better than the greatest gift ever who is Jesus Christ. Would you come to know him today? There's going to be an opportunity for you to respond, to be saved, to be baptized, to talk with us about what it means to join this church. Maybe you want to come to this altar and pray for lost people. Maybe you just want to come to this altar and spend time with the Lord. Whatever the need might be, how will you respond today? Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, we love you. We praise you. Lord, we worship you. God, you're worthy of our worship. You're worthy of our praise. That's why we were created was not for ourselves, but to glorify you. So God, today I pray that if there's anyone in the sound of my voice that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, they can't go back to a time when they were awestruck by the Savior who came to save them from their sins. I pray that today, God, that they would trust in you. Today would be their day of salvation. Lord, for those of us that know you, God, I pray that we would take action. Lord, action towards seeking you. Steps towards every single day becoming more like you. Finding joy unspeakable in the Lord. God, for those of us that know you, may we share that good news with others. Lord, I thank you that someone shared it with me. Lord, help us to return the favor and share it with others. Lord, whatever the need might be, God, I pray that the Holy Spirit would move in a great way in this place. For it's your name we pray. Amen. Would you stand with us as we begin to sing? Whatever the need might be, won't you come? I'll be standing down front. If you need to talk with someone about what it means to follow Jesus, if you just need someone to pray with you, pray that you would respond how the Lord would lead.